Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions and Visa. Thanks. Okay, uh, it's still earnings season. I'm just going to quickly go through all the earnings that are reporting for this week, all the notable ones, at least to me. Um, absolutely uh, take it on yourselves to look for earnings that I might have not mentioned because they're not as important to me as they might be to you. Um, before open on Monday, you have the Clorox Company and Tyson. Um, after close on Monday, you have Chegg and Ring Central. Before open on Tuesday, Nothing really worth mentioning. After close on Tuesday, however, you got Beyond Meat, Activision Blizzard, Walt Disney, and Twilio. And the win, uh, which is uh, a hotel in Vegas, right? And uh, Nikola Motors, which is the competitor to Tesla. Um, I'll save my comments for the end. Uh, before I open on Wednesday, you got Moderna. Uh, a lot of people have been training that. Again, I'll leave my comments for then. Let's just get through this thing. Uh, CVS Health, uh, Wayfair, and Fiverr. Again, that's before open on Wednesday. After close on Wednesday, you got Square, Roku, Fastly, Etsy, and Zynga. Uh, Before open on Thursday, you have Plug Power, Wix, and Kronos, as well as Papa John's. After close on Thursday, Livongo, Cloudflare, Cloudflare, uh, Dropbox, Datadog, Uber, Trade Desk, and T-Mobile. Uh, nothing very notable on Friday. Uh, I'm going to go and pause here and then give my thoughts a little bit after. Okay. Um, you know, maybe this will be the last time I give the warning. I don't know. Uh, but just as earnings go on, just remember that if you have stock positions or option positions um, in a specific sector, like say maybe like e-commerce, um, other companies that report in the same industry will drag your option or stock up or down, right? So... For example, um, maybe you have Visa shares like me and Square reports on Wednesday. Visa is already, re- already reported, right? Visa is just chilling. Square is reporting. If Square is very bullish and they say transactions are higher than before, whatever, then you know Visa will see a bump. Maybe other e-commerce stocks will see a bump. Um, but I hope, I hope that illustrates it just a little bit more. Where like, if, even if it's not your own company, some other company in the same sector... Uh, will bring up your stock or could bring it down. So if you have time-sensitive time positions, like uh, a week-long options position, <laughs> um, you got to be careful. You got to make sure that you understand the risk of opening one right now or keeping one open if you already have one open. Um, some tickers that I'm particularly interested in this week is uh, Chegg. I feel like I've never played Chegg I don't think so. I mean, I have to look that up, but I think maybe play Chegg like once, um, but definitely it wasn't for earnings. Um, you you got to think like if Netflix went up, I think that maybe Chegg would go up, especially if they like limited their seats. If students are home doing homework, I mean home, like you can't necessarily go into a study room and like share your Chegg account and like look around, you know, like you, le- you legit need your own account now. Um but see, that's the type of DD that you'll get on like Wall Street bets, right? You go on and they say, you know, Chegg, students are home now, so you have to get your own account and the subscription numbers will go up and the stock will moon. The stock could moon, 
right? And I said this on audio uh, and stock and moon, but I'm not going to go on Twitter and say like, oh, you should listen to my podcast because I called it before everyone. Because honestly, like earnings, no one knows where it's going to go. It is trying to kill the numbers. This thesis that I just said could absolutely 100% be the reason why it went up. But it could also not be right like Chegg could equally just go down after reporting awesome numbers and people just blame it on market manipulators or um you know profit taking um and all that good jazz so be wary of who you listen to and where you get your information from for earnings if you are dying for earnings play um you know go find it you you do you sis um but honestly it just be much better if you just waited right like in, in any other context in life you'd want more information about something before you play it right so if you had the chance to look at the numbers first and see how they reported and then go in that sounds a lot better like if you've ever wanted to buy a car if you ever wanted to do anything that required a large amount of money um you know it's best to do your research or more importantly, get all the facts first, meaning the reports. Um, let's see, anything else, anything else? The Trade Desk, uh, they've been getting a little bit more traction. It, they've been a great stock. So I've sold puts on Trade Desk before and that's gone really well. Um, you know, with this whole Facebook boycott thing, Trade Desk went up because that was seen as just more, uh, you know, revenue for the trade desk where maybe ads directly that go into facebook uh, ad marketplace um take a hit where trade desk eats that up um but also you hear about like coke suspending all their ads and then that might mean ad revenue just in general might be down um but that balances out because coke not being in the ad industry means like cpms are better for other companies so you know uh, d- delivering ads is cheaper for like the smaller mom and pop stores if they wanted to uh, run ads, right? The reason why ads are so expensive or not expensive sometimes is when um, you know big companies that have millions of dollars to spend that drive the prices up. Um, if there's like a, some bid platform for ads, which is pretty popular, but I don't want to bore you with this ad talk because like I'm not very well versed, but I'm versed enough to know that uh, you you just gotta there's checks and balances when it comes to ads it's not as definitive as oh coke is no longer doing ads so therefore all ads are gonna go down there are a lot more things you need to go into it i hope i just shed a little bit more light into why that is and why i have that opinion of no one knows where it's actually going to go um another thing to look at is disney disney has been taking a pounding um the disney stock I've loved it before, but this Corona stuff is getting low-key kind of scary. Um, not that like I didn't take it seriously before, um, but I've just always been like, oh, okay, let's just wear a mask, let's do this, I'm going to keep doing me. But like looking at that death chart is pretty, it's pretty up there. Um, you know, it was stagnant before, but it's gone up, and I'm looking at the Google one. Um, but I'll save my opinions and all that for maybe later in the podcast. Um, just know that I'm an advocate of, you know, just being a nice person and wearing a mask. Um, Nicola is finally reporting, um, you know, long time coming. I don't even know if they have a prototype. That investor video was sick, but it was just a video. Uh, I don't know much about their pre-order, but dang, like Nicola was trading at 88 before. And then traded it down to like 66 and now it's at 33 
Um, and if I typed it in one more time, let me see, let me see. We're doing this live, we're doing this live. Nicola, it is $30 now, Jesus. <laughs> um, this is another example that I wanna just briefly go over. It's how many people did you see in on stock twits or reddit and i'm not just talking about wall street bets i'm talking about like the mature ones like our options and stuff how many people did you see that said oh i believe in this company i'm gonna buy shares right now and this is a long-term hold that was people at like 80 80 bucks right and i bet you i could bet i could bet a whole lot that they don't actually still hold the shares um, after saying something like that, because that is the number one sign that I can tell of someone uh, that isn't actually truly long. I feel like longs in general don't talk about it. Um, like if you have to assert that you're gonna hold this for the rest of your life and that you bought in just now, uh, there's a good chance you're just looking for a quick flip. Uh, this is of course anecdotal but I go to the end of the world to prove that it's true because um, it's just so bad that people don't show their trades, um, but then can influence someone new to the industry, like meaning like some new college student that's really excited to make an investment and make some responsible choices. Uh, and then, you know, they naturally go to the hype stock because it's trending and there are a lot of people talking about it. And then they see all these people like, yeah, wow, this guy's going to hold this for the rest of his life. This must be an easy trade for me. And it sucks that that's uh, not not the standard, but it's definitely okayed. Like people, like bullish people hype each other up. Bullish people like, like upvote their own stuff. Um like if they see it and you know it creates this bias not saying that you can't be you know excited about your position but like you don't gotta lie about it though oh but judy how do you know you're lying or how do you know they're lying it's just too it's too obvious it's too obvious i just can't explain it but you gotta be careful with people like that you can troll me whatever uh but I'm sticking to my guns here. If you've ever said that you're holding something for the rest of your life, I can guarantee you, you probably don't have that uh, that position anymore. Um, it's things that like that like trigger me, and that's what inspires me to show all my trades. datagangcom slash Juni. Right? Like, I can literally go and spout my opinion uh, that are based on facts that I've traded. Like, if I went on some discussion thread and said, yo, I've been killing it with shopify or i've been killing it with you know naked puts or short ones at least uh, i could link my profile everything's time tracked and boom there you go like you can know that like wow you know Junie doesn't win all the time but he's honest i can like i can like actually like take his opinion like seriously but you go on to some discussion thread at 3 a.m looking for an earnings play for the next day and you read someone that like has been killing it with Chegg or killing it with I don't know Wayfair or Fastly. Um, it it doesn't take much to type a few sentences on the computer, and you shouldn't take everything for uh, for what it is because a lot of people do lie because uh, you know finance is very ego based and it's very ego driven. So you gotta be careful of who you listen to. Rant over. <laughs>
Okay, um, moving on. Amazon and Apple beat earnings uh, last week, so that sent tech flying. Uh, Apple also announced a four to one split, meaning if you have a hundred shares of Apple, you suddenly have four hundred. Um, but it's gonna be like a fourth of the price. So we're looking at Apple trading around 140 at the split currently uh, when it does happen. So that'd be cool. Um, a stock split can be seen bullish or bearish, just depending on how you perceive it. I perceive it as bullish because you typically just want more people investing into your stock, more people believe in your company. That increases liquidity because there's just more shares available. Um, and yeah, it just makes it more accessible. It's cheaper. So, you know, your, your friend that just recently got into investing might have not been able to afford an Apple share at 400, but maybe they can afford the 140. Um, moving on, I'm gonna take a quick pause here. Uh, we, I have a special email that I want to share that I thought was very heartfelt. So I just want to share that here. Before I hop into this email, I just want to reiterate one more time that I appreciate all emails I get. I read every single one. So thank you uh, guys and girls for sending your emails in. Um, I want to share this email because uh, it, it really spoke to me. And it's like, it's really nice building a platform or doing a side project or a passion um, with intent and then someone recognizing that intent. So what I mean is, when I built datagain.com, every time I speak, every time I tweet, every time I code, everything is done with a purpose. I don't do anything to make like money. I don't do anything to attract more users per se. I do things to make lives easier and give a safe environment, that type of vibe. It's not corporate. I have no investors to impress. This is literally just me on my free time. Um, and I do things with certain intent. Like I want to make sure that people feel safe. So this email illustrates like thanking, thanking me for like a safe platform. And uh, you know, um, if, if it means like explaining something in a genuine way, then you know, being recognized for that is also dope too. So I just wanna read this email real quick and, and then we'll go on to the next one. If you wanna skip this, just feel free to move to maybe possibly the 18, 19 minute mark. Uh, but here we go. Um, he goes, Hey Junie, I first want to start off by thanking you for creating such a wonderful platform. Whether it be ThetaGain.com, the Discord group, or the podcast, you have somehow created a safe place where people are respectful and polite and allows for a complete novice like myself to join and ask questions without being obliterated by the smartest guys in the room. This inclusive type of behavior in the group starts from the top and works its way down is a really good reflection of you and what a decent person you are. I started investing once the pandemic made its way to the US and had no experience whatsoever. I searched high and low through all the WSB forums and never found someone who was both engaging and knowledgeable. I'm sure there are much smarter people in finance, no offense, but what good is their information if people aren't engaged in absorbing what they're saying? You have the gift of both being knowledgeable and personable. I started posting to TG.com while I was slowly learning what I was doing while partly trying to learn what others were training at the time. It has been such a useful resource. I've been able to track my trades, learn from my trades, and I'm slowly but surely seeing growth and profitability. I've kept my distance in the four to five months because I don't have much to add to the discussion, but I couldn't wait to give back to the platform in some way. I stalked your Patreon page for an opening to your group sometime at the beginning of June and was excited to give back and show my appreciation. Although it was a steeper price than I was hoping, selfishly, I wanted to stay joined a little bit longer. You deserved every dollar of it. 
reason I'm reaching out to you now is because my finances are tighter than I would like and I'll be leaving the group for that reason and that reason only. I wanted to personally thank you for helping me evolve during such a chaotic time. Checking my positions each day plus the website and Discord group gave me purpose while I was stuck at home in quarantine. I hope to find another spot, maybe at a lower price in the future, one that I can manage a little easier and rejoin the group and continue learning with everyone. Keep making awesome content and improving in your daily life. Thank you. Wow. See, and that's what I mean. When you do something for a specific reason and you put all this effort into trying to create this environment or something and someone recognizes and compliments you for doing that and it's unsolicited, like, you know, most patrons, I'd say, like, leave and don't, like, say bye or anything, um, you know, if they do swap out. Um, but a good handful do. And, you know, this patron or ex-patron um, isn't the first one to do it. But, uh, you know, after just, you know, reading uh, all these emails, I, fi- I think I f- would finally like to just read one. And this one really spoke out to me just because, like, yeah, I'm not the... Uh, smartest person in finance. I will never claim that. I will never claim that I'm the best trader either. But I want to make finance more accessible and enjoyable for everybody. I don't want gays to feel weird. I don't want girls to feel weird. Um, Just because there's a lot of, I, I keep saying it, but it's true. There's a lot of ego in finance and there's a lot of phobic, you know, means of communication, whether it's like inappropriate memes or you know things that boomers like to do and think they're they're okay um they're they're might they might not be like as bad as like racial slurs and stuff but it just does make that initial jump harder for people of different backgrounds and so i want to make sure that's clear if you are super new and you want like a genuine place to ask questions and feel safe uh about asking questions and about options like the thetagame.com discord is pretty good there are alternatives um that are on reddit and that are on youtube that are i'm sure perfectly fine uh and they probably have a lot more humor in them but i make sure that you know there's no like sexist racist things in in chat um just making making sure that like you know in all intents purposes like if a girl joins not to say that you know girls are weak and can't handle jokes because there are there are plenty of girls that handle jokes this is not the way to say it but i want to make sure that when girls join it's not like people saying you know sexist things all the time and then they're like wow what, what kind of place is this right like gotta make sure everyone feels included um but i'm sorry that i can't make it open because it's just too much to moderate so happy thoughts um you know good luck in all your endeavors uh hope to see you back uh, definitely hope to see you back in the Twitch. So everyone, Twitch is going to be free regardless. Everyone's going to be able to hang out, come chill. So ex-patrons, patrons, users, all users, you all are welcome. Come by and say hi. Uh, say how, you're, how you've been. Um, yeah. So thank you for the heartfelt email. Uh, and let's go to the new ThetaGang.com website updates. Okay, uh, new feature. Uh, there's now trending stocks. 
So that's pretty cool. Uh, I feel like it really brings the site together. Like, wow, you go to thetagame.com and you already know you're gonna see quality trades, right? You already know that like people are putting, you know, their words where their mouth are uh, by, you know, recording these trades uh, and sharing these trades. And when you see a trending ticker for like Apple, for example, you're gonna be able to uh, click on Apple on the trending on the, in the trending uh, section and be taken to the Apple page and boom you got a few Theta Gang style trades ready to go. Um, it's really cool uh, seeing everyone band together and just like create these really dope trades that you know anybody can really basically follow. Um, there are talks about you know following people or following tickers. That's all to uh, be discussed. Uh, at a later date, uh, but what I'm going to be moving on to next is actually the wheel tracker. So you know you'll be able to keep track of your wheels and your cost basis on ThetaGang.com, and it's going to be really sick. Um, you know that like any feature that I put in, it's got that minimalist feel. You don't got to put in every, every single data point. Uh, I'm really excited for it, but I'm equally as excited for the training stocks feature that I just released. So go and check that out this week. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you will love it. Um, so you know, see your trading stocks, click on them, see if you theta gang trades. It's pretty good. Um, new developments with the hoodies. The hoodies. So here we go. Let me let me dial that back. My screen printer, uh, the or at least the people that do my screen printing, um, they're still in business, um, and everything's good on that front. The design, good to go. The blanks are not good to go. So the blanks that I want, and when I mean blanks, it's the basically the the hoodie or the shirt that doesn't have any logo that I've screen print my logo on. The ones that I want, the blanks, are sold out. Um, the blanks are made by the same people that supply Supreme. And I thought about, you know, maybe doing blanks of a different company but it just doesn't feel right like i feel like i've been hyping up the supreme thing too long and i just really want that now um, but what i'm also figuring out is that the hoodies aren't made in mass quantities um they're actually made in like 50 quantity batches which means by the time they restock and then i pick out my sizes i don't think i can create even like 25 of each size so this is going to be another limited release, but it's not gonna have like limited edition or first edition on it like the first hoodie did. It's just not gonna, there's not gonna just be as many. So more details coming later. Um, you can also go to shop.thetagain.com. Finally got the subdomain set up. So um, that's where the Shopify site is now. Um, that right now there's just some blank template of an item on there by design to everything else. Um, as minimalistic as I can, um, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, there won't be any merchandise on there for probably like two, three weeks uh, minimum. Um, talking about uh, the one percent flare, uh, you know, a lot of people have been bugging me about that. Um, it's no longer being given out, um, but you know, maybe I'll do something very similar to Twitch. You can go to twitch.tv/realthetagang. And then uh, we'll we'll take it from there. 
Um, like maybe I randomly pick someone at some certain time and then I give them a flare or something. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I think that's it. So new training stocks feature. Hoodies are a bit delayed because all the good colors are sold out. And uh, yeah, shop.thaitagang.com. While there's nothing there, you can go to it freely. Um, and yeah, that's it. Okie dokie, today's topic, the stock market will crash. Um, this is going to just give a little bit of insight into how I view the market uh, and how I trade the market and I hope it influences you on either breaking out of old bad habits or just getting shedding a little bit more light on the other side if you are uh, betting for impending doom. Um, I think a crash will happen. Uh, I just don't know when. So I that's how I trade. Um, I always assume max loss. I say that quite frequently on the podcast, though it gets lost uh, in meaning sometimes because you guys and girls hear it so often. Um, but when you're selling puts and you're doing cover calls and all this good jazz, you know when right when you do that trade, you gotta assume that it's gonna go the opposite way like you gotta make sure that you're covered no matter how bad that trade goes if you keep that mindset um you can get away with a lot of cool things given this climate uh the stock market climate right volatility right now is it's not insanely high but it's definitely higher so you get paid out to do theta gain strategies right now um but if you you know keep your max loss um, snub, st- stomachable, um, then you can start taking you know smaller bets or smaller plays that might not net you as much as if you were fully invested, but it gives you peace of mind knowing that if the stock market crash did happen, you're not going to be eating ramen noodles for like the rest of the year, right? Um, a lot of people just you know get really uh, hard-headed into one direction. A lot of people are very, very stuck on the market crash happening. And trust me, like I believe that the market crash will happen too. Um, it's just I don't let that fear paralyze me from you know investing my money. Um, you know, if I was as scared as say someone that is betting for impending doom, uh, I would rather you know take my lump sum that's like maybe you know if someone had 200k maybe just invest 10% of it right like that's $20,000 you can invest for just 10% of your lump sum with that 20% or yeah with that 20% or 10% sorry uh, with that 20k you can write covered call or not covered call <laughs> I'm, I'm messing up all my words you can write a naked put and uh, you know, promise to buy Alta at 185 when it's currently trading at 200. And that's only 10% of your net worth, and get paid $230 a week. How awesome is that, right? And you're also getting practice. Uh, so another thing is, a lot of people not only think that there's a good crash coming, but they're scared to practice trading 
because of this impending crash. So they're they're you know novices are in, inclining towards um, like oh maybe I should just buy naked puts because you know a crash is going to happen soon and you know naked puts will print and then they'll give me more money to play with theta game strategies later. The best way to start any sort of strategy or any plan or anything to do is just do it. Make sure you have your max loss covered, right? If you have like a thousand dollars to do any style of trading, maybe find some creative way to make it sure that you only lose ten percent of your, uh, you know, your portfolio in any trade. You know, a lot of people say don't trade more than one or two percent of your portfolio at any given time, but that's not realistic investing advice, right? Like I can say that all day, and I could tweet that all day, and you guys and girls would like that tweet but none of you would follow that advice so i don't say it right i only tweet realistic stuff whether it's triggering or not triggering i only tweet realistic tweets so you know if you have a thousand dollars and you're worried about stock market crash and that's stopping you from investing a thousand dollars uh then you know make sure that you're looking at every single possibility and every single alternative like just putting in a hundred bucks maybe into something and knowing that the stock market did crash you know maybe you don't even lose a hundred bucks but you're down a hundred bucks because you don't it's not a loss until you sell like there's so many creative ways to think about the market and justify getting in than there is to justify never going in with your lump sum because as you guys and girls know on the episode where i did cash as a position i illustrated that cash is a losing position um, it's much better to keep your money invested, especially if you're young. And when I mean young, I mean any age like 30 and under, maybe even 35 and under. Because really, you can take a lot of risks in this age, at this age. Um, and a lot of you have already taken huge amounts of risks by buying naked calls and puts. So when you start getting to theta gang strategies, it gets really cool knowing that your mask or your mass I can't say it or max max risk. That's what I'm trying to say. Mask. What <laughs> I can't say max no max risk. Whoa dang, did, is that a is that a tongue twist? I don't know. Max risk. It just sounds really weird. Um just knowing that your max risk or max loss. That's why. That's why I like saying that more. Your max loss is like only a hundred bucks, where maybe previously you spent like hundreds of dollars on naked puts and calls that expire worthless, right? So, being jaded and learning your expensive private lessons from the stock market, from the naked calls and puts, uh, it should be a lot easier to justify theta gang strategies. Um, you know, I'll go. I'll have a. I'll eventually have an episode where I illustrate all the different types and when you would use them in one episode. Uh, but this isn't the episode for that. But this is more or less just getting your mindset from thinking, oh, the stock market is going to crash. I'm not going to do anything to, you know, stock market is going to crash. I'll put in a little bit now and then I'll make decisions later. So putting money in and having capital, you know, be invested also enables you to have choice. So, for example, you um, put that 20K in uh, and write the 185 contract for Ulta, you pocket 230 bucks. You do that four times in one month because that's a weekly option. You do that four times in one month, you suddenly have you know almost a thousand dollars you didn't have before. Then you could buy a thousand dollars worth of common stock with those profits, right? Like, and then that starts enabling you to get a hundred shares of whatever stock doing that, and then you eventually start doing cover calls with that money, and it starts compounding. 
but of course you need to stick with a plan and make sure that you execute every single trade that that gets you to that goal appropriately because you know some people give up on plans and goals very frequently um but you can't have that choice unless if you start and you will never start if you are very like head fast head stead head see you don't need to be smart to trade options i'm living proof of that if you're hard-headed uh it's dangerous and that's what i'm trying to say if you're too hard-headed to change your mind about the stock market changing you're going to get lost or left in the dust and you're going to become bitter at people that are making money what drives me insane is when people make you feel bad for profiting off the stock market um, by saying like, oh, you know, there's social injustice going on or COVID is happening. How can you go to sleep knowing you're making money off of all this when so many things are going wrong? Don't don't blame me for all the stuff that's going on. I'm a very decent person. I, I feel like I'm a very nice person in real life. Like it's very, it, it'd be very hard to argue otherwise. And I'm just trying to make sure that I live in a nice house and my son or three daughters that I'm actually going to have, because I feel like I'm going to have three daughters, I'm pretty sure, uh, will go to a nice school and they can learn all the things that they want. If my daughter wants to learn piano, she's going to learn piano. If she wants to learn guitar, she's going to learn guitar. If she wants private lessons from Alesso on how to DJ, she's going to get private lessons to DJ from Alesso. Like, I'm telling you, I want the best possible future for myself and for my family and if the stock market is the answer to that then i will invest in the stock market this has nothing to do with my opinion on covid because again like i'm on i'm on the side where i say you should wear a mask and that you know maybe businesses don't open or all businesses don't open right away like i'm on that boat too you just can't mix morals with investing it's very it's very very gray line Right, like, think about uh, biopharm companies and these vaccine companies. Like, are you really betting for humanity to be saved, or are you betting so that you can buy a Lambo later? Right. Everyone comes from a different place uh, with their reasoning. If someone is very bitter at someone for making money in the market, maybe they got got. Maybe they got destroyed by buying naked puts, or maybe they're genuine. Maybe they're they're just not well informed enough. And the stock market is this uh, abysmal, or not abysmal, like this abyss where it's very hard to get into, right? Like maybe this 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 dude has just never had friends that were into the stock market, so it's just very, like, it's a, it's a lot to get into. So they, he's always had this, like, point of view where, oh, you know, it, that stuff is corrupt. Why are you making money off of other people? That's You got to make sure that you understand what you're trading for and why you're doing it right like i can't and i mentioned this before in the previous podcast and this, it's a it's a great point like my goal is to you know provide a home and excellent life for my family my future family um and i can't get there by doing 20k yolos on tesla correct if i lost 20k right now on tesla yoloing that would severely impede me in my goals because a lot of my strategy is auto depositing into my account, making sure my bankroll is increasing so I could take lower percentage 
or you know higher profit percentage bets that net me more premium sure they require more capital but i'm actively saving so i could take on those better bets oh judy you're you're winning you're winning so often because you're doing naked puts on huge companies and you know those pay out big that's a skill that is a skill if you have trouble saving up money to play bigger positions uh that's because you're bad at saving oh no judy i just don't make enough money uh like obviously if i made a lot of money uh, i could be doing that too saving money is a skill no matter how much you make saving money is a skill if you work at burger king you can still save money it doesn't matter i've been doing this my whole life i've had minimum wage jobs before i've i i i've been saving my entire life my credit score is impeccable like i've just always done this stuff my entire life so it's really unfair to you know look at someone's profile and then judge them based on the size of their plays because if you scroll down on my profile you will also see that i've done a lot of trades that had a max loss of 100 bucks like i've done dollar width spreads it's it wasn't lucrative it was definitely fun i was like proving to like everyone that doubted me that you know this strategy does work um but you know i wasn't really happy with the returns like i'd rather just be long stock when i was putting in all that work so i made the conscious effort to start saving and i started saving really aggressively and i started working really hard on projects like thetagang.com and i net more money and it helps me save more money so you know while it is hard to trade with little money more money doesn't make you better and in fact it's more dangerous because if you start trading with a lot of money right when you start you're going to lose a lot of money everyone loses in the beginning there's no way you make money from the beginning unless if you have someone like holding your hand the entire way right like to like guide you and to make sure you're not trading emotionally and all that stuff um but going back uh trading like you know towards your goals or like trading that the stock market will crash all that is perspective and it's up to you to make sure that the people that you're hanging out with, uh, the, the information that you digest uh, is all coming from a place that's neutral uh, or if it's not neutral, it's uh, coming from a place that doesn't have a, so much influence on you that you, know, that you can recognize that, hey, I respect this person, but you know maybe they're wrong. And then it's just that piece of, it's just that moment in time right there where you start growing, where you develop your own opinions uh, that are based on facts. Maybe you start logging your trades on thetagang.com um, and you go from there. But you will never get there if you're paralyzed with fear and you don't invest at all. Uh, that goes with anything in life. If you want to start a podcast and you start making excuses like, oh, you know, I don't have the mic. I don't know what software to use. I don't know, do I need to go on Spotify? Uh, what do I do? What do I talk about? How do I structure my show? All of that is fear. And you have to learn to get over it responsibly, right? Like um, maybe me saying like, oh, if you're scared of yelling on Tesla, I'm not saying that you should yellow. Uh, I'm saying that if you want to trade put credit spreads on tesla with the max loss of 100 bucks if you could do that i don't i don't even know uh with a max loss of 100 yeah 
I mean, if it's like only 10%, 5% of your portfolio, and I mean like if you have a small portfolio, like 10% of a small portfolio is actually different than 10% of a larger portfolio just because, you know, smaller portfolio, you can't lose as often. And typically, if you have a large, larger amount of capital, uh, you've been in some sort of, I don't know, stock market situation because, or, you know, you could have inherited it too. Um, but I digress. Um, yeah, if you want to responsibly trade, uh, make sure you trade. Make sure, you know, if, you, if you're, sorry, if you're scared of the stock market, you can trade, just make sure you do it responsibly. That's what I tried to say. Um, I think that's it. Um, yeah, saving money is really important. Uh, a lot of people don't take it seriously enough because it's, you know, there's a lot of cool things you can buy online right now. You can buy Pokemon cards, you can buy Magic cards, you can buy, you can do all these cool things uh, besides save that bring you momentary happiness. But I'm telling you, when you reach 30, 35, 40, and you don't have a sizable like lump sum, you're going to feel it. Um, and you're gonna just be bitter at everyone that did save up or did did you know manage their finances when they were a little bit younger than you. And you're gonna feel like it's too late. And then in 10 years, I'm gonna have a podcast episode that says, it's not too late, you can start saving now. And then I'll have some referral code for some, I don't know, mutual fund that I'll be partnered with. I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, start saving now. Um, if especially yeah, if, if you're too scared to invest, you can literally just save money. Like pile your money into some account and make sure that you have the mindset of like, okay, you know, I'm a genius. When this stock market comes, I'm gonna have a very large lump sum to very uh, methodically, uh, you know, um, uh, join the market uh, in a wave basis. Like maybe you spend 10k uh every two weeks or something like do stuff like that have a plan just don't say oh the stock market is gonna crash so i'm just gonna stay out like that that doesn't seem uh that doesn't seem productive but you can do whatever you want uh i always say uh be careful who you listen to be careful listening to me i could be very influential uh but you know i'm not the smartest guy in the room ever (laughs) Even when I'm in the room by myself, F. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So thank you uh, for listening. I'm going to go to my outro. There's going to be a good good bit in the 1% section. So if you want to stick around for that, stick around. But I understand if you got to go, uh, I'll catch everybody next week. Thank you. I want to do a quick extended shout out to Beast Mode, JJ, The Messiah, Ensis, Yoko, Shifty, Russian Bot, Abstracto, Rustier, Expert Bruno, Dilly, Chucker Ben, Weenie Hut Jr., Kaput, Hermes, Christy, Crispy Cream Boy, IR Guy, The Jester, La Lazy, La Lazy, Lazy Reservist, Matthew Huns, Cheddar, Lord Skeletor, Saltwater Cure, Dissentia, Cowbunga Dude, 
chicken dinner, bat trader. Just send it. Make more two. Leo Jetson, Ground Pound 95, Mental Dum Dum, Anthony 511, Cynicism, Hatred Code, Nah, Kate, Bruce, Do, Tio, Candor 1000, DM, Boto, Sodom, <laughs> Big Potato, BK Trade, Nils, Hetty, Dan, uh, GJ Wilson. I'm getting better at saying that. Craig Thomas, uh, Josh Ola, Mitch Brady, Seven, Snow Lane, Pacro, uh, Hunter Joe, Gaines Goblin, Rico, John Chen, Mikos, JZN, Jason, don't know which, uh, Slow Motion, Mike D, France, Shock Doc, Lifesaver. Um, wow, yeah. Um, this is the new wave of patrons for this month. Uh, there are a few $80 and $100 slots open uh, if you want to sign up today. Um, yeah, you get access to Discord, you get to see my trades, you get Twitter alerts right when I open my trades and right when I close my trades. Um, just another reminder, if you've used the referral code for Tastyworks, uh, the Theta Gang referral code, that's Theta Gang, all caps, one word, you can email me and say, Junie, hey, yo, I deposited $2,000 into my U.S. bank account that I, or uh, U.S. trading account that I opened with Tastyworks, and then I'll see if you're on the list, and then I'll give you access to the Twitter alerts. Um, a few of you have reached out to me, um, and I've hooked you guys up. So, uh, and I've been giving you extra time, um, and I've been giving like a month and a half on some occasions, just because some people ask really nicely, and some people are very patient when I say, "Hey, I didn't find you on the list this time. Maybe just wait another month and see if you're on the list." Then, um, what else is there? Twitch is going to be huge. You know why I've been noticing that there's a very good lack of millennials reporting on the stock market. Um, that are genuine. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of YouTubers um, that are shilling their favorite stock, like Nicola. Like, for what, dude? <laughs> um, you know, when we're on Twitch, I have a lot of really cool little ideas. So, you know, right when the show starts, I, I also promise the show will start on time every time. I want to make it punctual. I want to make sure that if you decide to tune in, that your time is not gonna be wasted. Like if I say that it starts at 6.30 Pacific time, it's going to start right at 6.30 and it will end abruptly at like, I don't know, maybe seven. I don't know how long the uh, the episodes are gonna be. I have an idea where I'm also gonna record a podcast episode while on stream. So that'll be fun. You guys can see how much I actually cuss uh, every time I mess up. <laughs> uh, I sound pretty pretty pg friendly but like man when i when i get into those uh sections where i cut off and stuff like sometimes i'm like gosh darn it <laughs> um so yeah twitch is gonna be fun i'm just making sure that i get i have the good lighting uh and that my background looks super sick because i have a lot of pokemon packs i want to show off um yeah youtube that's a little bit farther away uh, but I will be using the supplies that I'm getting for the Twitch stuff, so that's all helping YouTube move along. Um, dude, I swear. Oh, okay. Now I guess we're going towards the 1% section. Uh, yesterday, my girlfriend and I celebrated our two-year anniversary. That was cool. We went to Water Grill. Shout out to Water Grill for uh, their sanitation stuff. Like, you know, usually I'll just do takeout like any sane person right now during covid but being the two-year anniversary i thought it'd be special to just go out uh they had like plexiglass between the tables um all the servers were wearing gloves and masks it just felt super safe uh it was nice 
uh, being in Orange County, we have a bad rep for, uh, you know, having COVID and not wearing masks and stuff. But if I felt really, really safe at the restaurant. So shout out to Water Grill. It was really good. Um, what else? Oh, my girlfriend got me this. Uh, by the way, this is the 1% section. If you don't know, like like 1% of listeners get this far on uh, on Spotify analytics. So welcome to the 1%. Uh, this is where I just talk about literally anything. So you can s- receive flares here or or, uh, or just something. But this is usually the part where I just talk about anything. But anyway. Um, oh, and by the way, 1% flares will come later. It's still not available. Um, my girlfriend got me this really dope display case. Uh, she got me it because she knew that I was going to go on Twitch soon. Uh, and it's super dope. Like I used, I used to have the Pokemon packs like in a box. I'm like looking at it right now. It's so sick. I used to have the Pokemon cards like in a box, and like I take out the Pokemon cards and like I like play with them in my hand. And so like I like fan them out and be like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, now they're in a display case, and it's gonna be cool because every single episode I might have a few more, and I'll talk about like, oh this one weighs this much and all that stuff. Um, so that was very thoughtful. I'm very into thoughtful gifts. If I, if I can tell that you, uh, I don't know, know more about me than someone and they get me something that has to do with that thing, uh, it, yeah, I don't know, it touches me in my heart. <laughs> um, what else? What else? I've been getting really into guitar again. I used to play for like four or five years in high school. I started uh, seventh grade in middle school and I stopped before I went to college because I left my guitar at home uh, I didn't want to bring it um, and I just recently started picking it up again and it feels really good um, I'd say I'm pretty average you know there's a lot of good people now I, back then I consider myself really good but now you see on Instagram like wow there are guitar gods and goddesses it's really cool to see um Let's see. Let's look at the script. Did I miss it? Sometimes I miss stuff on the script that I like wrote that I'd say, oh, this is going to be super dope. Um, timers. Oh, I didn't time myself when I gave the extended shout-outs. I was going to start timing myself with the Rubik's Cube timer. Okay, okay. I got I to gotta bold this. Oh, dang it. Dang it, dang it, dang it. Um... I don't want to waste any more of your guys' girls' time. There's there was really not that much. I just worked super hard on the trending stocks feature. I stayed up till like 3 a.m. working on that thing, and then I posted it in my Discord. Uh, don't think anybody was up at that time, but like I had to prove it. Like your boy stays up till 3 to work on this, and uh, yeah, I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm proud. Um, okay, that's it. So I will catch you guys and girls on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. And bye-bye.